previously on Critically Stupid. All right, so let's get caught up on where we were the last time we were together. Alternatively, you could just you could just rewatch the episode. But since you probably won't, let's recap. We started out with Gareth, who met up with a couple of neighborhood kids, uh, Dustin and Evan, at which time Gareth also learned that he has a nickname, apparently the sneak attack. That uh, That's definitely not going to go to his head, though, right? Right. So the kids were worried about a valuable goldfish being stolen. I'm still not 100% clear on what that is about. But anywho, we found ourselves next at Wicked Wares and Wiles, at which time we learned that Gareth's knife, called Abandon, that's not, that's not at all ominous, lets him teleport short distances, and that Arnold has a pan flute that can steal people's voices. Back at the bar, we met up with two punk bard rockers named Wish Tankian and Matt, who told us about a Battle of the Bards, a Fey Day Battle of the Bards that was taking place at Lady Grauhan's estate. You might recognize that name. So we decided that we would join the Battle of the Bards as the Ghost Mafia to hopefully get uh, one, get into this day, and two, maybe actually meet Lady Grawlhund. Uh, but we get there and learn that it's a mass ball, and we are not, we're not prepared. So uh, let us see, let's see what happens. So without further ado, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to uh, soon-to-be world-famous uh, fucking Dungeons shit. <laughs> fucking fucking, you fucked it up. You're so Start good. Start it over. This. Run it back. Oh, all right. So oh, that's cool. also what I was going to oh, shit. All right, fine. World-famous crit fucking dungeon shit. That's who we are. <laughs> yeah, put it on a YouTube banner. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, thank you so much for tuning into soon-to-be world-famous Dungeons & Dragons Real Play Podcast. Critically Stupid. Uh... By the time you're watching this, I'm sure we've got, I'm going to say conservatively, 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, we've really, we've really blown up 
as the kids say. But uh, thank you so much for being here. My name is Alexander James. I am the Dungeon Master. My favorite part of uh, last episode, I'm going to pause for dramatic effect while I remember what the fuck happened last episode. We. Oh, it was definitely... um, it was definitely when uh, Gareth and Arnold were in Wicked Wares and Wiles identifying their newfound magic items. And Arnold just like picked his up off the counter and walked away halfway through learning about what it did. And I thought that was dope as hell, honestly. Yeah. Who needs that? Education, not, not for Arnold. Peripheral, <laughs> peripheral knowledge at best. Huh. Absolutely. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Anthony, uh, Bestie, Katie, Gareth. Uh, my name is Anthony, I play Arnold, and my favorite part of last episode was going full dark Arnold and just just taking that guy's voice out uh, and trying for a second time. I like, I like, yeah, I like that new toy I have. I love that you just busted it. You just, you just did it. You were like, I'm tired <laughs> of this guy. I'm going to use this brand new weapon that I've got. <laughs> I was, I was, as as a player, kind of terrified for half a second, where I was like, I was like, I did not think this fully through. There are consequences to these actions that maybe I have not considered, but it was uh, fun. And I, I, how I felt when I redacted, redacted right through the chest. I was, I was, I mean, yeah. But I mean, by the time this this episode comes out, Gary, and this is that that will have long been in the past. Oh, but it yeah, did yeah, yeah, very yeah. reminiscent of that decision that Gareth made in the, in our holiday special. It's the one when I killed, I stabbed Santa in the throat, <laughs> stabbed Santa Claus in the chest, yes, impulsively, yeah. and then looked at all four of you and said, "I'm not sure how I feel about that decision." <laughs> it, it turned out fine. Uh, my name is Diana. I play Mel. I low key don't remember last episode because it's been approximately a thousand years <laughs> we we um uh, i'm pretty sure that last episode involved my puppy joshua patrick is going to be my favorite part of all episodes from here on out <laughs> i would actually uh diana love you to introduce joshua patrick with your with your bit every time because he does have a human name so i don't want new listeners to get confused thinking that there is a secret fifth character on the show that is I, a silent. This happens to be the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure you mean the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Bulls. Yeah, Buffalo Bulls. Um, but can I beg you to, in somewhere in the description of the previous episode, like ask people to count the number of times you say Joshua Patrick and or make a drinking game out of it because it's so many times. <laughs> I like, do so, say Joshua Patrick quite a few times. So many times. I like dogs <laughs> and I like football. And we just won. So I'm going to be saying it. A lot more. You could make a sub game of how often I forget the name Joshua Patrick because I don't think I got it right once. Hey, my name's Katie. I play Cerulean. And my favorite part of last episode was um, Cerulean singing R E S P E C T fantasy R E S P E C T by Farisa Anklin. So, <laughs> none of this. Fuck. Uh, I loved it. Oh yeah, it was a whole uh, uh, Diana. There was like a whole like song and dance number Katie had choreographed. I mean, like it felt it felt very polished. Did it? Yeah, and Cerulean right. was a dance act. Katie got up and danced in her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really strange like magical realism moment where like we cut to like Katie on an actual Broadway stage. Can we do that? Yeah, donate to our Patreon, guys. We're going to put that video up really quick. It it, it does that thing where her background is like a set and like breaks away. (laughs) 
there are videos that exist of me singing that song. Oh, shit. you're just fucking with me, but that's not very nice considering I have like an actual cognitive issue. That's <laughs> all right. Yes, let's take the daily shot at Alex for making fun of Diana because she can't remember everything. Wow. Why I have notes. I just meant I meant to make that a joke, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to make this, I like Here we go. made a mental note in my head. I was like, you should make this funny by the end of this sentence. And then I just forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, not happening. <laughs> you're like, she fucking you like your true colors came out there. Like your true feeling about my memory issue. You're like, she fucking remembers nothing. Leave that in and people will stop thinking we're in love with each other. Oh God, we wouldn't want that. No, All right. No, Gary, take it. Garyan. My name's Garyan. I play Gareth, and my favorite part of the last episode was when Gareth allegedly sold alcohol to minors. A lot. There's no proof of it, and that's what's really important. There's no proof of it because Cerulean said absolutely. That's true. Cerulean, as always, took care of it. Real smooth. Okay. Normally, uh, this would be the time where I transition uh, into the opening scene and uh, talk about what we're going to do today. Uh, but I got some surprises for you, ding dongs. Now, dear listener, um, first of all, hi. Hello. I'm so glad you stuck with us for so long. Um, I have never done this before as a dungeon master or even as a as a DD player. So um, bear with me, please. But uh, we have our very first ever guest uh guest on the show today we've got a, we've got somebody coming in who's going to play in the space with us uh Holy so shit. without further ado i'm gonna uh let her in we're gonna see how this goes yes would be a recap oh my god oh my god i'm shitting my pants <laughs> that's awesome hello hi i'm so excited you. you just the mess you. everybody huzzah I'm so. You need a soundboard for applause because yeah. yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mr. Sean, where are you? Excited. It's really me. Hello, uh, friends. Hi. Hey. Jess is the hi. very first person I reached out to uh, when we were we started talking about like bringing uh, guests on the show because I think she's hilarious. I think she's a great fit for the show. Um, so please, everybody, bear with us. Jess has never played D and D before, uh, so she and I are going to be sort of working this together. Um, but she's going to hang out with us for this episode, and you guys are going to meet a new character, and we're all going to sort of get there together. So I'm so excited. I'm going to be terrible. I can't wait. <laughs> low, low, low bar. Low I was going to say you cannot yeah. possibly be worse than we are. Sort oh, of you'll like see. Oh, baseline. Yeah, no. She's like, give it time. Give it time. You just missed. <laughs> Alex being real mean to me because I'm not that great. So that's all right. You're in good You, you and I are in this together. So, so cool. So cool for me. I love that. Okay. Um, let's do it. Let's hit a brief recap. So uh, last episode, you guys were at Wicked Wares and Wilds identifying some stuff. I pitched you the wrong quest uh, because I wanted to say Dustin Ego's name a whole bunch. Uh, and then I wanted to try out my new uh, nickname for Gareth, the sneak attack. I think that went really smooth though, guys. I think that one did go quite well. Um, yeah. And then you guys uh, went to Yala Growlhun's uh, mansion for her uh, Fey Day B.O.B., which you learned about from Wish Tankian and Matt, uh, the two singers Sour of the Puss. band Sourpuss. Very good, uh, Cerulean. And you are uh, sort of currently waiting outside the Growlhun Manor to get in. Um, it is pond pondemonium outside, as my main man Gareth likes to say. Um, Bunch of pandas. There's so, me, so, so many, many pandas, pandas out there. There are so a thousand pandas, pandas uh, <laughs> all in one band. No, um, it is. There are several uh, 
hopeful prospects lined up on the sort of outside of the stone wall in sort of ridiculous costumes. You've got, you've got your Cowboys in their, in their assless chaps and spurs. You've got uh, what looks to be a whole, a whole high school drum line complete with like, uh, liveried <laughs> outfits. Uh, you've got a guy. Are the with high those... schoolers behind or in front the ca- of the cowboys with assless chaps? This is a very important question. This is very important. They are in front of the cowboys with assless chaps. Very cool. This is... hey, 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 dear listener, this is a family show. All right, so uh, don't worry, I got you. Um, I love and how then... you keep trying to brand this as a family show, like it's trying. ever been. Always yeah. has been. He's never like, it's a that family one. show. Hey, it's everybody. My name, is, my name is Gareth. Uh, show this to your children. I don't. Yeah, I didn't. I did not uh, sign up for a family show. Right. As one of the two resident parents of this, uh, yeah, don't show your children. Please don't. My son watches every week. I don't know what you're talking about. I just, he's actually here right now. Hey. (laughs) That's a real fan. Um, But uh, so standing in this line, um, there is a, clearly like a member of the household staff coming down the line with a clipboard, uh, a real one, instead of just his hand and an empty pencil, sort of Gareth style. Um, and you can <laughs> see him sort of like checking off uh, uh, or checking in with the with the hopeful bands lining up against this uh, man are trying to figure out who's being let in and who is being kicked to the curb. And actually, as he moves through the line, uh, Cerulean probably be the person to know that like, I would say three or four out of five groups that he talks to kicks to the curb and and starts walking away um it is it is difficult to get in and the when the bands that he is letting through uh very uh pageantried up he's letting uh people with really elaborate costumes go through he's letting in uh groups that sort of like look like they fit together harmoniously um but he actually rolls up to you and uh arnold he uh addresses you and says with his we we did establish that i press the digitation to everybody's outfits to be cohesive, right? Yes, thank you so much. Please, uh, actually, Cerulean, take this time and let me know in detail what you guys look like. Okay, so it's going to be a theatrical play on everybody's outfit normally um, because I can't change. Assless chips. We are not, not showing the booties off. Semi-assless chaps. Everybody's got one booty cheek. (laughs) (laughs) No. I refuse. Just the butthole. (laughs) Family friendly. Oh, I have to send a song to you later for that. It's all butthole. (laughs) Not even kidding. It's literally called Have You Checked Your Butthole? All right. It's brilliant. So Diana still gets to be mysterious with her cape, but I'm going to do purple, like, um, stitching and maybe ribbon around, just kind of play it up, give her a couple extra like layers of mm-hmm. the hood that yeah because i can't like change the full construction sure. of stuff with press digitation um i'm gonna make like her her leather pants have like a purple sheen to them um instead of like because i can't fully change color. anyways um gareth i don't know what you for real wear rogi stuff i, I, I wear guess. wizard robes dyed black for stealth have you ever worn a robe and tried to be stealthy with it? Because he's, he's done it successfully for 13 episodes. Hold on. Sorry, are you asking me if I've tried to be stealthy in real life? I don't remember the last time I've snuck or sneaked anywhere. Well, um, the next time you do, do it in a bathroom. Carry on, Katie. So his, his uh, wizard robes are mm-hmm. going to um, 
I'm going to be a jerk and I'm going to make them shimmer with purple. Mm, okay. Yeah. The opposite. Why would you make it? Mm, go ahead. That's fine. Because you tried to sell alcohol to children. I and allegedly then... tried to sell alcohol to children. <laughs> never proven. Never proven. Never convicted. Yeah, like starting them early. You might as well. Life is going to get them eventually. So wow. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Critically Stupid. This is a family show. Let your kids drink. (laughs) Depression. I was about to say, and Diana's depressed. Uh, uh, Most importantly, Katie, uh, what do you and Arnold look like? Arnold, I am flashing up as much as humanly possible. Can't can't stop flashing me. Arnold is mentally a child. I don't. I thought this was a family show. This is a family show. Please, (laughs) Cerulean, thank you. Put your boobs away. There's children. So <laughs> Arnold is wearing his, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to like push the limits of prestidigitation here as much as humanly possible. I'm going to make him like fully kitted out in purple. It is very much a stage costume, whereas we're all just kind of like back up to him. He is obviously uh... the the main uh, showman of us all. So he's decked out in full purple with black accents instead of the other way around. Um, yeah. And my my like off the shoulder dress thing that I wear, um, I usually wear like a leather corset thing under the chest and mm-hmm. that thing's going to be purple. We're going to do some purple stocking type deal and then still her boots. Um, <clears throat> so... Yeah, and I'm going to say that um, Mel and Cerulean have, like, purple feathers in their hair, and I've made, like, purple makeup happen, and I've even put some purple on Arnold's face, but I did not to Gareth because I know he has stabby things, and I don't want to be. You guys are uh, appropriately bedazzled, um, and this guy sort of, like, comes down the line uh, and talks to you, Arnold, because, like, obviously you look like the front man of the show. Um, and he's going to say with his real deal character voice this time, because last episode I was hustling to finish the episode up and I didn't give him one. So he's going to say. He sounds like Sly Stallone, Sylvester Stallone all day. That's what he sounds like. No. All right. Uh, what's your, uh, what's, no, your, no. what's your, what's okay. going on over here? What, uh, what are you supposed to be? Definitely Trump. So- <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I'm hearing. I'm not Only happy. None of this is making Trump me happy. Impression. He so is the human equivalent of a Cheeto, and we all don't like him. That's the character, not former President Donald Trump, and also the former oh, yeah. also former I, President also, Donald Trump. There you go. So, um, so appropriately, so uh, Arnold just turns and says, "I'm preparing for this main event with someone else." What do you do? Are you kidding me? What are you doing right now? You're trying to get. In, what are you? Uh, why are you interrupting? Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. I am the staff of this event, so you're going to have to lower your tone. We are the ghost mafia. Do you know? Do, okay. you, do you understand? That, that was going to be my next question. Thank you so much. Uh, your name is not on the list, so uh, unless you've got a compelling reason to keep you in here, do I? Should I know you from somewhere? Um, much like Santa, who we have met, you should check your list twice because we are on this list. Oh, I also want to point out that anytime Arnold or anybody says Ghost Mafia, Gareth jazz hands. <laughs> okay. Do you have like little like tambourines on your hands? So it's like a. I do. Uh, hold on. Let me go see if I can find some <laughs> pom poms. No. Okay. So uh, Cerulean steps in and says, as the name would imply, we are basically. <laughs> but she keeps a straight face. All right, she keeps a straight yeah, face. Yeah, but you have to too. Try again. 
What's going on? What's going on, audio-only listeners? Katie's doing jazz hands, and it's funny. All right, I don't know. So we are basically phantoms, and then it fades out. Um, And she says, we're going to have to make a gif of that so people know. Um, But she says, we're very popular in the underground scene. And you would be remiss to not have us in this. And I'm sure Lady Growlhund would not be pleased. Mm, okay. Yeah, flexing, we're flexing very the... well liked. And we're very niche, which means losers like us. <laughs> All right, uh, Cerulean, give me a persuasion check with advantage for dropping the name of the uh, the person throwing this fit. Okay, first roll 16. I'm going to have pretty good persuasion. <laughs> Thank God for your advantage. Oh. We're not going to talk about what the second one was. <clears throat> 21. 21. Okay. Uh, you see him waffle for a second uh, and you see him turn and look at all the other groups sort of like uh, walking away. And but finally he says all right, well, if Lady Gralhan knows that it's you, I suppose it's good that you're going to come in here. Uh, I need, I'm supposed to catalog your your uh, your categories. Clearly, this clearly this effervescent fellow at the front is the front man. I'm going to say he's the ghost. Uh, you, the rest of you, probably the mafia. What are you playing? Take it away, Arnold. <laughs> oh, I mean, he said he assumed I was like. Uh, obviously, I am. You know the front of the band. I I'm one of the singers. There are two of us. So, um, I'm who's a singer. Who's the other? Who's the other singer? That would be okay. Cerulean. Uh huh. And these uh-huh. other two ding dongs. I vote we all sing. Yeah, we're not a cappella group except for all the instruments. And also, <laughs> Gareth beat, and also Gareth beatboxes. <laughs> yes. Oh, so uh, I love that for us. The okay. sneaky one plays uh the mouth Don't drums. Telling him he's sneaky. What are you I'm, doing? The, the one, the sneaky one, the one covering the <laughs> sneaky one. one. What did I? Okay, Katie's brain didn't mean to say sneaky, but that's how it Sorry. came out. The shiny right. one, maybe. Fine. The shiny one plays the yeah. mouth drums, and then well, the. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, when Katie's brain isn't working, it's all right. But when my brain isn't working, it's let's make fun of Diana. Yeah. You're to be you're fair, all perfect. Just checking. In, Not you, Alex, my, but the rest in, of them. In my defense, it's make fun of Diana time all the time. Uh, okay. That's fair. And he he looks at uh, actually he looks at Mel and says, "And uh, what do you do there, grumpy lady?" Grumpy lady, goddamn bestie! I'm not even that grumpy today. I am. Um, you know what do I do? Um, so really, in steps in and she goes, "Plays an instrument." So I said, "I don't think Mel would play an instrument." So she plays she plays the electric harp, and I um. <clears throat> turn around to face Mel and um, look at her with really big eyes and into Anthony or you're doing it into into (laughs) Arnold's head I say golly um, distract him for a second and I'm going to cast separate precipitation on her bow to add some strings and make it a fantasy electrical harp, which I was going to go with. She's a hype person. She's just dancing. She is all <laughs> hype, all fingers. Hey, we Arnold live. and Mel are singing, and then or Arnold and Cerulean singing. Mel even now they're like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, another one." 
<laughs> Mel is our DJ that's pretty that's pretty clever I'll, I'll take that um let's say that for the for the sake of of what we're doing here he doesn't notice you turn around and sort of like pizzazz uh the bow that is currently in mel's hands um and then he turns though that my bow was just like pizzazzed into something else like like i would be grumpy like, okay and then right. i i i whisper into her head um it doesn't actually change the function of it if you touch it the strings aren't there all right. Uh, he turns back to Arnold and says, uh, okay, it looks like you've got everybody here. Uh, your artificer is running running late. Do you have one of those? I have an artificer to get in. We do. Yeah. It's, isn't it Ronald? I thought Ronald was on his way. Wouldn't we have hi, brought Ronald? Hi. I, um, artificer. Sorry, I was running late. Um, oh. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. I'm running late. But yeah, I'm here. You all uh, turn down the street to, to this new voice sort of like speaking over Gareth's shoulder, who I imagine is in the back. Uh, just the mess. Who, who are they looking at? What do they, what do they see? Hi. Um, they see me. I look, um, very medium. Um, I'm wearing, um, overalls. Uh, they're purple, uh, but nothing else. Just overalls. Um, hell yeah. Like Waluigi. With the arms, like, <laughs> side buckled. So like the other side, like the titty falls out sometimes. Um, as as happens um and my hair is just very large um it's just flowing out mm-hmm. uh seems to have a life of its own um yeah is it is it like is it like is it like 80s like perma sprayed out or is it just big naturally it's big naturally it's very um beyonce with a fan so just Ooh. always like very very drama I like how you described yourself as medium and your hair is big. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So just my hair and the one boob flowing in the wind. <laughs> okay. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. So you've met all of his fucking idiot requirements. So he like makes a check by your name uh, and he, he uh, motions to you, Arnold, um, and you guys walk through and there's another uh, guard sort of like standing at sort of like a gated entry and he unclips like a velvet rope and uh, and ushers you in. I have a question. Everyone get ready to drink. What about Joshua Patrick? <clears throat> Why am I drinking? I'll drink. I guess we're drinking when we, whenever somebody says like like is he just coming in? Is there an issue with him coming in? Or okay, well, that... first of all, what is Joshua Patrick wearing? I'm so sorry to forget. Ooh, okay. I gave oh wait, I gave him in the last episode, I gave him a purple bow tie. Okay, <clears throat> cool. The uh the the guard with the velvet rope eyeballs Joshua Patrick and Joshua Patrick. Who is eyeballs... a wolf puppy, Jess, by the way? Oh, okay. It's, oh yeah, it's sorry, Mel's Jess. Uh, companion. Mel's animal companion is a wolf puppy named Joshua Patrick after the world famous quarterback of the water deep sports team, the Buffalo bulls who bear a passing resemblance to the Buffalo bills, uh, who I believe are a football team in the uh, national football league. Anyway, JPZ looks up at this bodyguard who by the way is, uh, is a half orc. So he's like six and a half feet tall. Uh, and there's a moment where the, where the half orc sort of like furrows his brow and then, uh, and then JP sort of like, <laughs> and, uh, and the guard lets you all in. He is our hype man. Joshua yeah, Patrick the hype is the hype sure. man. For sure. 
You just started break dancing. <clears throat> Um, I would love sure. that. Okay, so the internal courtyard of the Growlhund uh, Mansion. None of you have been in here before. This is all um, new terrain. And by that, I mean like you are stepping into the land of like the, the water deep 1%. Um, you are looking at a sprawling expanse of very carefully cultured and tended uh, lawn. Uh, oh, damn so straight. There, the outside is bordered by uh, trees and foliage cleverly hiding a 10-foot stone wall uh, with iron spikes on the top of it. There are uh, lanterns hanging on strings, sort of like lighting up this whole expanse in like a soft golden glow. You see food stands, you see drink kegs stacked up, uh, amiable bartenders in uh, waistcoats and ties uh, serving the sort of like crush and press of crowd. Um, at the far end of this courtyard from where you're entering, you can see the house itself which is this like beautiful like three-story italian sort of like terracotta uh villa um with like you know stucco walls and red tiles with like sweeping curves of glass and stone and actually as you're looking at it you notice that uh that direction is where the actual guests to the to the uh fey day are coming in there's a there's a uh entrance where People are people are walking in wearing incredibly elaborate masks and headpieces and uh, ball gowns and uh, fantasy tuxes, whatever other whatever people wear in in our fantasy game that we're playing. Um, but you see the sort of like nobility of Waterdeep coming in with their canes and monocles and other Mister Peanut accessories. Um, but the uh, one thing that you do notice right away, Arnold, is four stages uh, set up in this uh, um, courtyard in each sort of like corner. There are many there are many corners in this courtyard because rich people can afford corners. Um, but you your your eyes are caught by four of them, which are sort of like large, illuminated, um, and currently empty. But as you sort of like walk through the crush, there's a there's a moment where you guys have like a, a, a second to yourselves. Um, there is a podium at one uh, on one of the stages, sort of like closer to where all of the rich people come in that is currently empty. There's a spotlight shining down on it. So Rulian immediately like takes in her surroundings, notes, OK, where are the exit points, but then turns to this big haired uh uh, am, am I assuming yeah. woman since, or are we, we, oh, okay. Jess, what, uh, what pronouns do your, does your character use? She, her. Okay. So I turn to this trick and I say, um, I appreciate you, uh, saving our tales. However, who are you? Hi, uh, my name's Tess. I just, you know, I, I wanted to get into this thing. Um, it looks awesome. And I heard you need an artificer. That's me. Well, here I am. Okay. Um. I, Cerulean would be very slow to trust. Um, I don't know the word I'm looking for because my brain's mush. Hes That's hesitant. Uh, how how would everybody how would everybody else react to this sort of like newcomer sliding in here? I'm curious. Um, are you like a human character? Are you a what's your class situation? Do we know? She is a, she is a human. Just you. Okay. Okay. Um, I feel I, I think Arnold would be, not be concerned at all and just be looking at the stage at this point. I hate to say it, but like I like I'm totally ready to go on stage. Yeah. And just go got, the, got the, to, like, got the blinders on. Home care. Yeah, blinders. I like it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm curious to know Mel's um, 
Thoughts? So I think that Mel would actually be a little bit like overwhelmed by everything going mm-hmm. on because it's not really her usual surroundings, if you will, being, you know, more monsters and forests and whatnot. So um, I think she would be a little bit overwhelmed by everything going on. I'm probably a bit skeptical of the new person. Mm-hmm. And- but maybe not as outwardly so just trying to take everything in and and um feeling very out of her element uh, okay not immediately murdery not immediately murdery very out of her element there no. whoa, whoa. <laughs> out of character Girl remains able to do the thing do the murdery thing if if necessary uh, gareth how about you um yeah, no, no questions asked. Just goes in for a handshake, and the uh, you, you didn't sign anything. You're getting none of the 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 reward. That's all us. Sorry, no cut. <laughs> you didn't say she's not getting any of the money. Yeah. Not getting any of the money. All right. Well, other than that, very interesting. I think. Oh, Everyone's ready to here. drink. I think that Joshua Patrick would be real interested in in the new person, and would be like sniffing at her and i'd be interested to see how she would react to to joshua patrick because that would tell me a lot about her that was I, twice as you're behind i oh, totally fuck. thought you were about to say then and i would be interested to, to see what she smells like uh well it's funny you should mention joshua patrick uh jess joshua patrick is a uh very young wolf pup probably about the size of like like a tiny golden retriever um, okay. with a, with a big purple bow tie and a leash on because Mel is a responsible uh, pet parent. Was, okay. You see this uh, coal black wolf pup uh, walk up to you cautiously uh, and look up at you and its eyes you notice immediately are a startling beer bottle spectral green uh, that almost seem to shimmer in the overhead <laughs> lantern light. Okay. Okay. So like a real Heineken, eyeball situation. Exactly. The old Heineken eyeball situation. Uh, and it, uh, it reaches up to smell you. Sneezes once and then walks back to Mel. Tracks, yeah. Yeah, I love him. Um, immediately, I would die for him. Um, he, he's perfect. I, I lower a hand to try to pet him. Um, he's like indifferent, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 smelled what you're made of, uh, yeah, and is. Yeah. Um, good to well, go. yeah, I would I probably squeal a whole bunch and be like, I would die for you probably too many times. Yeah. Adorable. So right. Tess is just sitting there repeating, "I would die for you. I would die for you." Like trying like, not to cry because anyone willing to to die for Joshua Patrick, like like Mel is immediately like calm down and ready to be best friends with with Tess. All right, tremendous. Here to make friends. Um, Cerulean is just painted in trepidation. Falling out is a little off-putting for just because it's like it's odd. I mean, you know, she doesn't king shame or whatever, but it's you know, it's a look. It's a look. Mm-hmm. It's Vogue, you know. It's the new it's thing Vogue. that's in or out, you know, depending on which way. It's you know what you know what it is, guys. It's very in right now. Several of the nobles you see walking in do have a titty out. Uh, <laughs> and even have a dick out. You know what? Who knows? <laughs> Some of them walking around, balls hanging. I quit. Oh, one, one, ball. one ball. Just one a ball. single nut. 
Is it like, do you get to choose between like one butt cheek hanging out or one nut? Yeah. Nah, you know what it is? It's called the water deep walnut and it is a fashion <laughs> trend. Uh, all right. There called the is, one nip, one nut. Yeah. There it is. There is a, uh, a sort of like rustling nearby and out of the crowd, you guys are sort of like buffeted by this, by this crowd sort of like moving into the courtyard. Um, and you hear a, a familiar voice say, well, 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 I didn't think he was going to show up bunch of lily livered cowards uh and you turn and you were looking at wish tankian and matt who are fully bedazzled in their sour pus gear they've got uh eyeliner on they've got their hair freshly neoned um and i do mean that literally it's glowing with a sort of like fairy fire they're wearing leather jackets uh and uh matt has what appears to be Arnold, you would recognize this like the most badass loot slung around his neck that you've like low key ever seen. Um, and uh, Wish Tankian sneers at uh, Arnold at you um, and says like, I didn't think this was going to make it. You know, they think they say the security here is pretty tight. No, let a lot of riffraff in. I just, I just like, I just reach into my vest and I pull out that same flute. That I I thought you were going to say gun. I thought you were going to say gun. I've been hanging out with Gareth too much. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you were going to show up. I take out my, <laughs> I take out my fantasy pistol and just blow them away. This is a new right. game. What this do you pull out? No, I pull out uh, my my ribcage fantasy uh, magic voice stealing um, you know instrument, and I just kind of show it to him. I'm just like, I don't think you want to do this right now. We uh, have, Matt, Matt immediately pales and sort of like takes a step back. Yeah. Is there uh, any water around? Like, is there like a fountain or like a barrel with yeah, water in it? Near where you guys are standing, <laughs> you're sort of like around the drinks table, which is obviously a very popular part of the courtyard. However, there is also a separate table just with like water. And there's also like non-alcoholic cocktails and stuff sort of like laid out. But yes, really, and there's like a number of like water cups sort of like stacked right there. I would like to step behind Mel and take uh, shape water and pull the water out of the pitcher and just dump it over his head. Max. And okay. I hope that the neon run runs down his face. Okay, you uh, you don't roll for that, right? Shape water is a it's just a, a cantrip. Yeah, it's it's just okay. A um, so the blood in his in his face like drops, seeing these these pan flutes in uh, Arnold's hands, and he takes a step back, and you shape water, and you probably get like a good grapefruit a grapefruit chunk sized thing. You're not you're not pulling like a beach ball's worth of water because I imagine that would draw a little bit more attention than you're going for. Uh, and you drop it on his head and this fairy fire like douses briefly and uh, Wish Tankian gasps, very surprised. Um, however, the fairy fire actually ends up like coating his face a little bit in like a little bit of like neon tears kind of style. And I'm going to be real uh, serious. He looks so much more badass now. Dang it, rip. But he yep, is, but, but he's <laughs> obviously like, what? I'm I'm sorry. And Cerulean just steps back and says, "No, I really didn't want to deal with you twice in a week, and you really just kind of pissed me off by breathing my air. So, um, we'll just see you never. Or if we do, you're not going to have fun." Wow. Okay. Um, Gareth has, no beef. Gareth has no beef with these people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no like, like, never had beef with these two. Um, They're paying okay. customers, man. That's true. Well, yeah, they were. Uh, okay, so you you sort of like flex on these two. 
Um, and there is a murmuring through the crowd and actually a uh, robed figure steps up onto the stage with the podium uh, and wish Tankian locks eyes with you, Cerulean, says, we'll talk about this later. Sourpuss out. Uh, and Cerulean she rolls and, her eyes. <laughs> she and Matt back up and she's doing jazz hands as she does it. Um, My thing, that bitch. Uh, <laughs> you look to the stage to see a uh, older half-elf woman uh, with dark hair streaked with gray in a very tasteful uh, purple silk ball gown with jewels. Um, both of her both of her uh, bosoms restrained fully, uh, as well as her, whatever her downstairs situation is. She's very classy, this lady. Um, and she uh, taps on the mic. Only one nut out is what you're saying. <laughs> she taps on the mic one and says- labia only. One labia only. Yeah. Yeah, and she taps on the mic and says, "Yes, Katie." Oh no, I'm. I was. Nope. Keep going. Okay. Her tapping on She's the running mic. down one labia so that she. <laughs> hey, listen. Notes. Some some notes are very important. She taps on the yeah. mic and she says, "Uh, yes, welcome everybody to my Fay Day celebration." Um, and while she speaks, uh, the lighting, uh around the courtyard actually brightens with her words. And it's not just the lanterns, but it's also a little bit of the candles on the drinks uh, tables. And it's the torches lighting the food vendors and like sort of all of the lights swell with the crescendo of her voice, almost like this entire courtyard is like moving to her volume. Mm. Um, and the crowd sort of like naturally pulses up to this, to the stage to listen to her. Um, and she continues and says, this is one of Waterdeep's most excellent festivals. And I'm not just saying that because it's mine. I'm saying that because I am Lady Yala Gralhund and this family, we run this town. We are here today to celebrate Fae Day, to celebrate staying in touch with one's wild side. Uh, and she makes a theatrical sort of like gesture uh and a spurt of like green fairy fire like extends from her hand um not like in danger or anything just a sort of like a, a a burst of like color however uh all of you notice that it is almost this exact same shade as uh wish tankian and matt's hair and she says um my husband and i started this this fate Eight years ago to commemorate, I, I don't believe, I don't remember what he purchased, but he purchased something, you know how it is, you purchase one thing and you, you forget. Um, and there's an appreciative giggle among like the 1%. However, uh, Gareth, I think standing there, you notice a couple of the bartenders serving drinks, you see their their lips sort of turn up in a, in a sort of like hidden scowl. Um, but there is an appreciative... Sorry, I was gonna I was gonna ask if I could do an insight roll on the bartenders to see how the guests are treating them. Ooh, yeah, give it to me. That's a great one. Uh we love our food service workers here at Chris Stupid. Yeah. You damn right we do. Tip your fucking waitresses and waiters and bar stuff. All right, go ahead, Gareth. Hold on. Uh, uh, tip your tip your hosts, everybody. They, typically they don't make hosts, they don't make tips, but they should. Tip your hosts. The guy who seats you at restaurants, give them money. <laughs> Also, send your send your regards to the chef. Yeah, fact. Anyway, give it rolled a nine. All right. Um, they look like they're being treated okay. Uh, 
I, either because of the way they're dressed, they're, they're wearing, like, they are also wearing like waistcoats and ties. Um, this isn't, this isn't your average, like everyday cater staff. Like these guys are turning out really nice cocktails, really like they're, they're being very polite, whether or not that's a polished exterior, you're not quite sure. Where they're not, they're not just like regular bartenders hired for a fancy event. They typically do fancy events. Exactly right. I'm with you. So, uh, Lady Grawlhunt continues talking a little bit more about being in touch with your wild side. And, and she, her speech lingers quite heavily on purchasing things like her and her husband having purchased things to help them get better and grow, um, which strikes a chord with the bedecked bejeweled and bedazzled guests um but not so much with the staff as you would as you would imagine um however a curious halfway point between these two groups is the are the music groups that you guys are all now ostensibly a part of um turning to see you see wish tankian and matt the two members of sourpuss their eyes are locked on uh Lady Grawl hunts every word. The assless chap cowboys are uh, mouth agog, just sort of like enraptured by this woman. Every one of these bands is like hanging on this woman's words like it, like it is life or death. Uh, which is curious because like not even the nobility are treating her with that level of reverence. Um, however, in the middle of her speech, there's a kerfuffle to one side of the stage um, and a jacked man. There's no other way to say it. this dude is like yoked all the way up to his traps, uh, rushes on stage and whispers in her ear. Um, you don't catch any of the words. They're, they're clearly too faint. Um, and her lips open in like a, a, a muted gasp of surprise. Um, and she says, I, uh, I have to go. I'm, I'm so sorry. And she turns and rushes off stage, escorted by this man um, into the crowd. And she's replaced by a <clears throat> mediocre white man who's the MC of this event. And he says like, yeah, let's do it. Battle of the Bards. Can uh, I follow um, her or is yeah. it starting? So the event is starting. However, there uh, uh, there is... One band already like, or there are bands already moving to the stage. Um, you, Gareth, actually, and Mel, probably Mel being the Rangers, the person who's like keen at tracking people. Um, you see her and this guy move through the crowd towards the house. Um, okay. However, the the first thing that gets in your way is a uh, a short dwarf woman uh, whose beard is like slicked into like a spike um and she's holding a clipboard and she says hey use the ghost mafia right <laughs> jazz hands <clears throat> use uh you, you're in the you're in the second round you're going up on stage four over there don't fuck mm -hmm. up hey if your artificer needs time to get his switches in gear you got to get over there right now and test it out uh yeah, uh yeah you should probably go talk to her about that uh she well, looks at she looks at tess and says uh you the artificer? Yeah, that's me. Hi. What's up? Uh, you got to get your switches in gear. And then I think anybody who's singing, you need to come check out your mics. Make sure they're all good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, just direct me where to go. All yeah. right. So uh, 
Arnold Cerulean and Tess are um, going over to the stage in the corner. Mel and Gareth, you are following, going towards this this sort of like procession. That's just yeah. so I've gotten clear. Yeah, yeah, we were going okay. to follow Perfect. Lady Groundhog and see where she's es escaping. With Joshua right. Pitt. I, I mean, I will assume, uh, Bessie, that unless you tell me otherwise, you've always got Joshua Patrick. Just, just because, like, around like a Pokemon, and the I don't want to keep track of another thing. <laughs> Low key. Um, okay, let's do uh, let's do Mel and Gareth first. Um, you make it about ten steps, Mel. Um, before you hear a shocked gasp and a, uh, a, a young noblewoman steps in your path, gets in your way. Um, and Joshua Patrick immediately like sort of like gets between you two and starts growling. And it's like really cute because it's a really high pitched growl that is not menacing in the slightest. Oh, nice. um, and he's trying really hard. He is trying so hard. So spoopy. You are, uh, you are uh, looking at a sort of shorter noblewoman with uh, blonde hair and a cigarette in a cigarette holder that she's gesturing oh, with. Yeah. Um, and she points, it at, she points it at you, Mel. Um, and she says, aha, it's you. you, you you're, you're here. She's pointing a cigarette at me? She is, yes. <laughs> that's what and she got cut up on. She 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 taps it. Up on. That's that's like I'm I've been drinking. I'm sorry. I just I'm real stuck on that. Um okay. Um and I don't recognize her. That is such a good question, Diana. Um, you do actually recognize her. The character, um, Mel recognizes this woman as your quote unquote competition from Davil Starsong's ship. Oh, uh, that bitch. That's the that's exactly the one. Um Mo kills her immediately. She, <laughs> she, she looks at you and says, um I've been I've been searching for you. I've 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 had my father's best men on it and now you're here and I must I must speak with you. A little a little girl talk if you will. Uh, and she ashes her cigarette again and you can tell like this is like a nervous tick like she's tapping like the full ash like uh, like anyway. Um but she puts her she puts her hand on your wrist. Not threateningly. Um but Joshua Patrick doesn't like it one bit and he Ooh. does and he does uh, reach out to sort of like snap at her foot a little bit. Oh, yeah. And a man manifests out of the crowd, some general body bodyguard looking dude, um, and sort of like pulls. He doesn't go for Joshua Patrick. He pulls the woman like out of the way. Um, and she says, yes, yes, of course, Tall, but of course I have a, I've got this. Uh, listen. I'm not, I'm not sure what you thought you saw on that ship. I'm sure we both don't remember it. Yes, we were very shook up. We were, we were very, um, Distracted. not, not in our sound minds. Yes. Should we say, uh, and, and perhaps, perhaps it would be best if we just, just, you just forgot my name and face. I low key haven't thought of this bitch. <laughs> I was gonna say, not oh, an issue. <laughs> already ahead of you. We're on the same page. Same page. <laughs> that Mel just turns to Gareth. Who the fuck is this person? I mean, <laughs> honestly. Like, honestly. Uh, For reference, Jess, this is her like 
her character's all-time crush right now and he's like a pirate yeah picture someone really really hot and that's what jason momoa we said Jason Momoa. Okay. Not okay. I, I want to specify not standing in front of Mel. Jason Momoa is yeah. not standing in front of Mel. No. Uh Garrett, standing in standing in front of this person, you notice a couple details about their dress. They are painfully fashionable. Um, not only is no. is uh, a titty out, but uh there's like a whole like bedazzled cutout in the dress where they've like like studded the outline of it in rhinestones. Um oh, okay. yeah. I like that. They one. are they are young. They're probably like maybe in their mid twenties. Human. I'm gonna um, say so, fuck them. Yeah. Uh, and and disgusting. Angrily tapping the cigarette as she uh, uh, points it at Mel again and says, "Now my name is Sarah Landauer. Now you might you might know my father as Lord Landauer." And she leans in real close and says, "Of the closed council." In she in is. the middle of her saying this, oh. Aaron is like reaches out and takes the cigarette off. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Gareth, give me a slight hand check. Oh, that's my best one. Fuck yeah. While he's doing that, the closed council is what rules Waterdeep. Is uh, Lord Landauer, is he the mouthpiece? If I'm remembering so correctly. So the open Lord of Waterdeep is uh, not Lord Landauer, is somebody else. However, every other seat on the council is a closed seat. So you, nobody knows who is actually on the council. He's just being so stupid. Love that for us. And a 16. Okay. You, Gareth, you managed to stay exactly one inch ahead of the bodyguard reaching for your hand. Um, so you like snap it, take a quick hit and put it back like right before he can reach for you. And he, he feels like a fucking buffoon. I think that. Oh yeah, it's like when you're trying to like catch a ping pong ball, but it keeps like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you would just look like an asshole. What'd you say, uh, Diana? Oh, I was gonna say like Mel would definitely be giving him like side eye, like <laughs> type deal, while also like brushing the ash off of my cloak and making sure she sees me brushing the ash off of my cloak because like stop tapping your fucking cancer stick on my shit <laughs> she uh, uh she sees you do that and it does not register in her eyes at all god she's dumb as shit um <laughs> didn't even realize her cigarette went missing she probably didn't honestly pumper for information what was that i'm sorry i said pumper for information she's stupid she is real dumb um so i would um after brushing the ash off look at her and say that um you know we are we're just here for for the competition but um i don't know if i can forget what i what i saw on on that on the ship that that day um now oh now uh uh-huh now you're getting into very dangerous territory, miss. Now, I know that you heard me uh, allegedly attempting to sell some of my father's possessions. Yes, attempting to to sort of get a little bit of cash. But but I must assure you, it's not at all what you think. I'm not trying to weaken my father's position on the closed council. Now, that is a dangerous lie. Uh, and she sort of like taps her cigarette again. Um, I was just, I was just, it was a, it was a, a rash decision. I was, it was, I was, swept up in the moment with a, a a wild romance the likes of which you've never felt a day in your life so don't you judge me sarah landauer with your bullshit i'm an american now this is my accent i got so angry that it changed. don't agree to america in this story 
I got it. I got so angry that I moved to a country that does not exist in this fantasy world. When I, when I, Canada. When I get upset, I become American. Anyway, continue. Uh, Mel would be still low-key annoyed about the cigarette and would brush the ash off and probably at this point just like fucking take it and and put it out. I'm also to kind of like scare her a little bit because I'm kind of um Mel, I would love an intimidation check from you, please. Let's see how successfully we do this. I'm drunk. What is that? A 20? It is a 20. Uh it should be in your in your uh your big bubble there, middle bubble. It. it's in the eyes mm-hmm. um i got a 17 okay you managed to pluck this cigarette out of this uh holder the bodyguard goes for your hand as well again joshua patrick not having it um but joshua patrick doesn't need to do anything because you are so fast that you snap this uh cigarette out of the holder and you snap it in half and you drop it um, at, uh, in the grass and, and Sarah Landauer is visibly shaken. Now she notices that her cigarette has been taken. Uh, now she is looking at you full attention and we're going to take a quick five minutes and we'll, we'll come back and we'll hit this. Okay, Pete. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning into soon-to-be world-famous Dungeons & Dragons Real Play Podcast, Critically Stupid. I am, of course, Alexander James, your eccentric, cheese-loving, sports ball-playing dungeon master, and I'm here to tell you about some things and some stuff that we got going on. So just give me a couple moments of your time, and I will have you right back to the episode. Uh, for legal purposes, I am required to tell you that we are playing an official Dungeons & Dragons licensed module, uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist. It's written by Chris Perkins, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, Kim Mohan, and Michelle Carter. Normally, this is where I would tell you to go to a certain website and check out some cool products. However, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of Wizards of the Coast or Dungeons and Dragons right now. I think they've made some bad decisions regarding the open gaming license. Um, hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, those bad decisions will have been. Um, walked back a little bit and uh, Wizards will have chosen community over cash, but who knows? Uh, So instead of going to a certain website and checking out some cool products, I think you should go to another one. Let's say www.powerrangersitsmorphintime.com. See where it takes you. I don't know. Roll the dice. Um, If you would like to end up as a character on the show, you can tweet us at CritStupid. Tell us what you think of the show. Tell us if you think we're doing a good job. If you'd like to see something different or new, let us know. We used to do hour formats, and then somebody said they wished we had longer episodes, so now we do hour and a half. So uh, we're here. We're listening. If you think, if you want to see something, let us know. Uh, But you can end up as a character like the successful return of Sarah Landauer. That's uh, at SR. Landauer, L-A-N-D-A-U-E-R on Twitter. Uh, Sarah supported us since we had, I think, like one episode on uh, YouTube and Spotify. So her importance to us cannot be overstated. Sarah, thank you so much for tweeting at the show. Uh, Thank you for sticking with us. And I'm sorry that uh, your uh, first appearance in the show was roughly five and a half seconds long. So hopefully this makes up for it. Um, There's still an opportunity for you to come back. So once again, thank you. You can also end up as a character like Amanda Wishner, Matt Syedak, and of course, Duster. Uh, Matt Syedak uh, is at M-S-I-A-D-A-K on Twitter. Uh, my girl Amanda Wish is at A-Wish-Writes on Twitter. And, uh, and of course, Duster is at A-N-D-D-U-S-T-E-R-Z. Uh, 
thank you guys so much for supporting the show. I hope you continue to do so. I hope it's not like a like a one mention and then you're out of here scenario. Um, but yeah, if you would like to end up as a character on the show, you can tweet us. Let us know how you think we're doing or if we can do anything for you. I think that's all I've got for now. I'm going to let you get right back to it. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Um, if you haven't already, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, that's it. All right. Be good out there. I love you. Welcome back to Critically Stupid. Uh, I while... so hard. I just, okay, sorry. <laughs> While while this I is happening, pretty soft. real hard. No, no me God. too. I'm so rigged. fucking desperate to move on. While this is happening, um, Gareth, you hear a crash and clatter, uh, and uh, you overhear one of these bartenders say, "Like, uh, can, um, I'm so sorry. Can I help you, sir?" Uh, and you hear a familiar voice say, "Ah, yes, it is no problem. Huh? I would like another beverage, please." Um, and you turn just in time to see a familiar red-headed figure turn uh, and clock you directly in the eyeballs. Uh, and Rainier Never Ember spreads his arms wide and says, Ah! Get it! My main companion, it is so good to see. Um, uh, Katie, what do your notes say about this person? <laughs> So Rainier is the person that followed us into the sewers to try to find Floon, and he has also been oh, mentioned yeah, 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 at yeah, yeah, Hands. Yeah. He's been mentioned at the House of Hands as nah. holding a thing, and Cerulean is very wary of him. Cool, 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 um, cool. Cutting away from, we're going to cut away from that very, very quickly. Uh, <clears throat> Arnold, Cerulean, and Tess, uh, you walk into this tent. Um, each stage has like a little corner uh, tent on, on sort of like the backside where like clearly like the next performers wait to go on. Um, the act on stage, Arnold, give me a perception check, please. Got it. Actually, Tess, you too. Uh, Jess, in your in your in one of your bubbles, there's a list of skills. They're alphabetized. Uh, there's one for P for perception. Uh, roll a D20 and add that score to it, please. Tell me what the final number is. I only got a 12. 12. Okay. What are you doing, Garion? He is taking a shirt off. Oh, He's free in a titty. Oh. This is a family show. He she <laughs> says, Oh shit, I got a 20. That sounds yeah. good. Oh, um, you rolled a 20? It was a net. 20, and then my plus some, some uh, is perception plus four. Please so, that 20 there. Jess, when you roll on a d20, on a 20-sided dice, if you roll a natural 20 or a natural one, those are crit successes and crit failures. Uh, a nat 20 is the best you could have possibly done. So I'm about to give you sense. way... I'm going to give you way more information than I would... That I'm going to give Arnold or that I would have given you if you had gotten, say, like a 17. Okay. A crit fail is obviously it's the opposite. You're gonna do you're gonna do real bad at the thing. You're trying to do. I'm so good at everything. Uh, you are very good at everything. So, uh, Tess, you know a couple of things right off the jump. Number one, the group on stage is a bunch of hacks. Uh, the the music coming out of their instruments is poorly amplified. Uh, the vocals are wavering and off pitch. The uh, technical instruments that they are using are not attuned to them, uh, and therefore. You, you estimate the effectiveness of their song to be at about 50% of what it should be. Like it's very poor quality. Another thing you notice, Tess, um, is they smell of shit, right? Like rank day or two day old clothes that are unwashed. 
uh, and a forgotten alleyway in a in a long abandoned city. Okay. Okay. They smell like yeah. Kind of sounds like we have a lot of carpet. insults they smell lined like up. sadness and regret. Which... They smell like sadness and regret. That is exactly right. Uh, stand... Perfume, if you were to make one. Uh... <laughs> standing in, standing in this tent uh, on a stool is a uh, a gnome woman um, with fiery red hair and glasses, um, and she is looking at a large like spread of papers. Um, and she looks at you and says, "Oh, you're the ghost mafia, right?" Like, yeah, is, yeah. Have you heard of Excel? It's much easier to use than paper. And I, I think Excel. she's I think she's over at stage three. My name's my name's Pantomima. Uh you I you yeah, you're we you're are going the on ghost next. mafia. Yes, yes, we are. Okay. You're going on next. Here your mics, check your mics out. Um and she hands you three microphones um and says, uh, where's the rest of you? They're using the bathroom. Oh, they're doing a pee break. Okay, that's great. You're going on real quick, so you need them back here real like, ASAP. Um, check your mics. That's, Which one of you is the artificer? That's me. Hi. All right. You, tall girl, get over here. Uh, and she turns you, uh, test to a, um, magical, uh, let's call it a switchboard for, for lack of a better term. Um, there are different colored, like switches and, uh, sliding scales and, uh, colored orbs. Um, and you start sort of like fiddling with them knowing what you're doing and, and setting it up to, to, to be the, the spectrum you want it to be at. Uh, Cerulean, did you want to say something? I was at first going to message them to come back, but I feel like trying to fumble our way through making them look like musicians might be harder than letting them continue to snoop. Okay. How dare you? Um... You don't know if I seek. I, I will message Mel and Maybe we'll let her know. Vocalist or really good at an electric harp. <laughs> I will message Mel and let her know that um, we are about to go on, but if she, that it's up to her to prioritize what's more important. So Mel, they're saying we're about to go up. If y'all want to come up here or if you think you need to do what you're doing and keep doing what you're doing, um, then do that. But we can handle it if you need us to or just book it back here. Um, am I still with Sarah? What's her fuck? Sarah Landauer. Yes, you. this is this is live live time. So uh, just as you uh, uh, throw Sarah's cigarette down at her feet, you hear uh, Cerulean's voice in your head. So I would, um, I would kind of, I would respond um, in my head to Cerulean and say that um, to, to give us, um, if, if you can just uh, give me a, a quick minute um, and then I would turn to Sarah, whatever, and I would stomp out aforementioned cigarette because fire safety. Absolutely. Uh, I would say. I'm about to go up, but I just, one thing I just can't figure out is why you're trying to overthrow your father anyways. It's been bothering me. I might have to ask around and find out. I don't, I don't. Ooh, okay. Her eyes go wide at that. Uh, and she starts sputtering excuses at you. Uh, and so, uh -huh. uh, I, I, I 
Now you you, you better not, or I'll, I'll, I'll send bitch, my. Bitch, I um. I'll send my father's men after you. They're they're most fearsome. You, what I was doing on Captain Star Song's ship was none of your business, and my father's position on the closed council is as secure as ever, despite rumors of me selling it out from underneath him. I Shit. Just... <laughs> I never said it was on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so that's uh, that's Mel. Cerulean, do you say the same message to Gareth, or do you just hit Mel with it? I no, thought they she, were together. She leaves Gareth in the dark and then make fun of him for it. Wait, I thought they were together. <laughs> they were together, but I didn't say anything to him out loud, which Cerulean wouldn't know necessarily. Uh, that's true. Mel and Cerulean my, are a lot homie. tighter than like Mel and Gareth, so that's unsurprising. Yeah. yeah, that's who she communicates primarily uh, with. So I, um, so I was dealing with Sarah, um, and I didn't say anything to Gareth. Uh, okay, I'm gonna let her ride. I would see that I have um, rattled her, obviously. Of course. And Amen. I would probably say um, it's interesting that you are bragging about the strength of your father's men that you just threatened me with, considering it sounds like you're the one that they need to be worried about and and honestly it's it's not my business I don't I don't really care except that I it's just been it's been keeping me up I just don't understand why it's your father I don't understand why and 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 I need to know so I don't maybe I'll just ask your father don't I'm talk not- to my daddy you crab riddled bitch <laughs> Oh, uh and then she she i think she turns and like like literally runs away from you <laughs> no and then mel shoots her in the achilles tendon <laughs> paralyzing her honestly yeah. i'd be real tempted to like make joshua patrick like grabs like, oh. like pull her uh, femoral artery yeah <laughs> that too um i tempted um Wait, Jess gets to be a murder hobo, but we don't. Rude. Yeah, she's yeah. Jess gets to do a lot of things you guys don't get to. We'll get to that. Did she gone on me? Run off into the crowd like is she gone? Gone. Yeah, she's she's gone. She she left. She you beat her sort of like solidly. Then at that point, I would turn to Gareth, um, and and let him know that um, hey, we're about to we're about to go on. Uh, Gareth is fully not paying attention talking to Rainier Never Ember, his, his bro. Okay. Um, I will say the, the, the seconds are ticking by Mel. Um, so you right now are going to have to make a decision between going on with the band or staying with Gareth. And Gareth is just chatting with. Ah, fuck. Gareth is going on stage as well, I guess. Arnold, what do you got? I was gonna ask. Uh, so, when Cerulean is messaging people, is she like looking off into the de- like middle space? Does she do anything? Like, how does that work? I no, like to I... think of it as her eyes sort of like cross. Her eyes kind of cross, like because like I I imagine like while she was doing that, like I was getting you know like Arnold would be getting ready, but then he's just uh-huh. like 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 tries to do it himself. He's just like, <laughs> like 
Gareth. It's just like Gareth. I need you. Wish, You're wish just muttering, Gareth. Like, doing his best. Gareth. Gareth. Just Gareth. help me, Obi Wan. You're my only hope. Yeah, he's doing his best to Mally. He's trying to copy her. He does not have that power. It is not within his capabilities whatsoever. What's going to happen? Mally is going to show up, and then the bard is going to think that he does have that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, I will so, say that Cerulean. Her one of the things that she like prides herself in is that she doesn't let on that she's speaking to people telepathically until she wants them to know. Sure, she doesn't sure. want people to know until she wants them to know. I was I was doing a goof. Um, oh, before before I leave Rainier Never Ember and join the stage, can can I do something that may seem a little strange but maybe useful later? Who knows? Do it. You know my cool magic teleporting knife. I do. Uh, can I just be like, hey, can you hold on to this for me? Uh, sorry, let me do my character voice. Hey, can, uh, I'm about to go up on stage. Can you hold on to this for me until uh, after our performance? And do not fucking steal it. I swear to God, I will find you. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, didn't didn't see this one coming. Um, yes, here. yes, of, of, of course. I, everyone knows Rainy Remember helps them no matter what they... No matter what they need, if they want to buy my fucking establishments right out from underneath of their mother, they can have them. Yes, I'll take it. Uh, and he reaches for it and does cut himself a little bit because he reaches for the blade in a drunken swipe. Um, but he doesn't notice and he puts it in his pocket, just sort of like raw. Sure, <laughs> that's fine. All right, uh, Arnold, you close your eyes and, and really press out and touch and touch something spectral. Um, and you know this because Mel and Gareth show up right away. Fuck yeah. Arnold, you did it. I knew it. So um, I like, and I kind of like do like a little wink at Gareth. Gareth and it's like, let's do this. So uh, Pam, Pantalina. No, Pantomima. Pantomima. Thank you so much. Uh, Pantomima says, okay, here's the deal. Three rounds. First round, you just you're just going for applause, right? You just want to be. It's a it's a rule of applause thing. Second round, head to head, and then the final round. Or the, sorry, uh, second round, head to head, all four of you, four four final, the final four, and then the last round is the two bands go head to head. That's the rule. They're finishing. Go go go. Um, and you see a uh, a, a sweaty group of like young like teenage age uh musicians sort of like crash down the stairs and they're like they're like high-fiving each other like they just fucking played at woodstock like they think they were fucking amazing um and as they're coming down their uh artificer is carrying like their own personalized switchboard and you can see tess actually there's like a pair of initials inscribed in the corner um and she looks at you and she's like huh, good luck and then they fucking roll out of there Cerulean's going to look at Tess and be like, girl, I hope you got our backs as we walk up on stage. And she's going to look to Arnold and she's going to say, hey, can you uh, can you make the sound of an electric harp come from Diana's bow? Because I, I don't, my reach isn't that far. You mean Mel? From Mel's bow. Let me take it back. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. The, I'm sure the listener will forgive us that one. Let's let's get okay, it. Cool. Yeah. So, they're gonna unsubscribe so. from our YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna take the effort. We just lost everyone. We have one listener left. It's just me. It's <laughs> just, <laughs> just me. <laughs> no one. You're not right. any playing tonight. Let's go. Yeah. Arnold, so, Arnold, no. tell me the vibes of this. 
Yeah, so Arnold is just like full eye of the fantasy tiger at this point, like is barely listening to Cerulean, already has the plan to ignore everyone behind him and just completely cast minor illusion to make all of the music is what his plan is. Okay. So um, I will say what? that the sorry. Right, Gareth. No, no. I will say that the only thing Gareth is doing is as soon as he hears that it's uh, applause based, is he just starts cheering into the mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, uh, you get you get a handful of confused drunkards in the crowd that are like, "Woo!" <laughs> like start clapping for you. Um, Jess, you smell uh, fresh cut grass. Hi, Arnold. What what? As you hit the first notes of your song, tell me the sort of vibe that you're going for with your first with your first song in the Battle of the Bards. The first song? First song. Oh my god. Okay, okay. I think the first song is gonna be like um not like like all like the electric like soft parts that lead up to like an explosion, but just like we're just starting off with like like just like okay. like breaking out into like a strong strong I just feel like Barracuda yeah yeah like I'm going like like straight electric right away. We're not we're not leading into anything. We're just like breaking out and drop into it. Okay. Um I would for the first song. Tess has a t-shirt cannon and she's just uh, shooting them into the yeah. crowd. Hell yeah. Murdering elves right. left and right. <laughs> like hitting people in the face, but they love it. Yeah. yeah, she's not shooting into the air. She's shooting people. <laughs> she's about at specific people who don't look pumped enough. It's like, fuck you in particular, take this t-shirt. And also you are now a ghost and regular cannonballs. She's killing people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I would love Arnold a performance check from you uh, with advantage because everybody is, is is stoked to be up there with you. Uh, Gareth is cheering. Awesome. Just imagine right. Gareth into the microphone going. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am the designated beatboxer, and that was my job. I got a twenty-four. Holy shit! All right, um, Killing you it. drop. Almost uh, uh, like old school heavy rocker style, like holding your pick above your guitar, like frozen in motion. Uh, and then you drop into this first chord. And Arnold, you've you've played music before, obviously being a bard. Um, you've played by yourself. You've played in ensembles. You're familiar with the amount of music and richness that can come from that motion. But what happens when your fingers hit the strings of your lute blows any performance you've ever performed completely out of the water. Your sound <clears throat> almost like explodes from this stage, not in like a like a, a capping way where it's too loud and people are like deafened, but like the subtle richness of it pours out of your fingers and like all of a sudden you are in the flow and i cry immediately you're you're tearing up and you're playing this lute uh and your but your voice is is solid and it's not cracking and like you immediately see people turn from their from their drinks from their food from their conversation there's a fat dude with a turkey leg wrapped in bacon who's left it forgotten in his hand as he looks at you enraptured and people throws it on the stage he throws his turkey like onto the stage and he's like, fuck yeah. Um, and people start like pushing up to you and like listening. Um, and as you sort of like play this song, you notice like 
people are like vibing on, on what you're singing. And like, there's a handful of like whispers throughout the crowd, uh, Mel and Gareth being people who aren't like super and like you're performing, but you're not like blinders on like Arnold are you, you notice people like pointing at you, like, who, who are these people? And like other people are like, I, I, bitch, I don't know. Um, and so like, what was that Tess? Just this, this is just how, like how I smelled it, Lizzie. All right. So yes. ominous. Uh, Very confused. I love it. Uh, and then before you know it, Arnold, it's been three minutes and 45 seconds and you hit the last chord of your guitar. Um, and for the first time, you've heard a couple of bands, like you are playing uh, congruently with other bands on other stages. This courtyard is big enough that you're all playing sort of at the same time. Um, but you have drawn the whale's share of the crowd here in this courtyard and like people start applauding you for the first time they like they haven't applauded anybody else in in this sort of like battle of the bards scenario um to be and- fair don't applaud they get a fucking t-shirt shot into their job <laughs> I mean. the threat of no of no applause is physical harm and a nice <laughs> cotton dye um but like you don't have much time to enjoy it before pantomima is in your ear and it's saying like, get off, come uh, And there's another band waiting in the wings to go on. And it is the familiar fairy fire bedazzled forms of sourpuss uh, <clears throat> as Wish Tankian stares daggers at you, Arnold. Fuck them. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he's staring daggers, but we just like blew the roof off of this place, obviously. Yeah, like, obviously. We, could, could I make a post edition? I would have been using my dancing light <laughs> as strobes and stuff, as stage Incredible. lighting, like, like laser, a laser and light, like a I rain. shoot extra t-shirts at them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cerule, yeah, as you- shaking some ass. <laughs> yeah, it's got one butt cheek out. It is It's traveling through time. It just I can't re- be stopped. Repeatedly <laughs> just, I repeatedly just spanked that butt cheek t-shirt. <laughs> T-shirts, just hammering T-shirts off that butt cheek. <laughs> you said you could uh, bounce a quarter off that butt. I can shoot a T-shirt off of that one. Uh, Cerulean, you cast dancing lights, and like again, you're familiar with the effects of this, but like something about what is happening on stage, your dancing lights start like strobing and casting like bursts of fairy fire in like almost like disco lights. Um, Technics, what's up? <laughs> And, uh, but uh, Wish Tanky and, and Matt actually step up on stage before you guys step off. Um, and is uh, there any water? Is there any water? Is there any water? No, this is this is a dry dry part of the. Okay, well then I'm going to use create no. water. Okay, okay. And I can create up to ten gallons. That's a lot of, of water. water. I drink all of it. <laughs> is there. Is there a kick drum that has a hole on this on the side of it anywhere? No, all the musicians bring their own instruments up. Okay. Oh, oh put the water in their lungs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just murder our competition. <laughs> Hello? They walk up and they're like, good. Okay. So I I would have found like the biggest container that I could uh, empty container in the vicinity it's a champagne glass sure um that's not great 
Um, <laughs> but if there's like a big like drink thing or like a serving platter or whatever, I would have filled that up with water as much as I could. I probably am only going to get three or four gallons out of that if I had to guess. Yep. And I'm going to take it. I'm going to split it evenly. And just right before they go on stage, I'm going to spread the water out right in front of them. But I'm going to try to do it stealthily. I'm trying to sabotage? <clears throat> yes, 100%. Yes. All right. I mean, they're going to biff right. anyway. Don't matter. Um, Cerulean, give me, give me a slight of hand check. Let's, let's resolve it with one roll. Let's see how you do. Okay, natural 17. Okay. Hold on. You get a plus three. I'm, I'm rolling awesome today quite well no sleight of hands just straight roll so 17 17 all right you you create water uh and you as you say there let's say there's a let's say there's a uh a a tray with like various cups that other earlier musicians have like put after they've like taken one last sip and then gone on stage um so you managed to fill those and as you say you got about three or four gallons um and you I mean, how, how do you pour water in a way that doesn't look like you're pouring water? Explain that to me. So I wouldn't pour water. I'd take the shape water and I'd thin it out into a sheet and then drop it right in front of their feet. They might even right. see it. But at this point, I'm trying to do it so fast that they don't have an opportunity. You, to react. you just scream, my water broke. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. I, as, as a dude, I'm pretty sure that is how your water breaks and it does yeah, your break, water in a, breaks in an explosive sheet of water. You yeah, know, your water, like it, your water yeah. literally breaks Not. like a pane of glass on the yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You've no, been holding yeah. your water and then it does break. Yeah. You're, ca- like, you're carrying it and then you trip and then you drop it and you're like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, water my water broke, broke again. Welcome to Critically Stupid, where we know anatomy. Uh, I don't want to assume, but I think I'm the only one whose water has actually broken. I, I am a parent. Am so. pregnant. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, Cerulean, you you get the stage wet, essentially. And like you man you you try and cover it up as like an accident. I thought this but was a family are, show. You are wet on, that stage. How that wet? Stage, that stage is so wet, you guys. Anyway, um you you made it you, you kind of covered up as like an accident, but like wish tanky and wish tanky and nose. Um and as she brushes past you, you hear her sneer, uh don't matter, none Southpuss gonna fuck the stage up. Do you wanna get off? Do you wanna get off my boards? Can I just have like plants come and just like slap them in the face? <laughs> if you, Plant if growth? you, if you, you sure wanna does. blow a spell slot on it, absolutely yes, you can. Okay, so um I imagine it is past hors d'oeuvres at this event because it's fancy. Yes. So there's yes, obviously, obviously gonna be arugula or mm-hmm. uh rocket. Um, so I make the arugula grow and it grows. And it just slaps them in the face. It just bitch slaps them in the face. And then on its way down, it slaps them in the dick. Um, All right. So yeah. let's say, let's say there's a, let's say there's a waiter, a uh, very nice bow tie, very nice vest uh, with a hammered silver tray of uh, deviled eggs with some arugula on it. Um, and behind you, Arnold, you hear the clicking of switches <laughs> on your artificer's board. Um and I imagine like a muttered incantation. Uh, and then all of a sudden, a, a open fist made of arugula 
reaches up off of this tray of deviled eggs and slaps the shit out of Wish Tankian. And then on its way down, flicks, flicks <laughs> that in the dick. I mean, he did have one dick revealed, so I just, just uncovered. Um, uh, Tess, or Jess the Mess, can you please roll, uh, give me, roll 2d6 for me. 2d6. Yes. Like, I roll, them, I roll two of them? Yes, mm-hmm. correct. Okay, I rolled one and it says two. Okay. And I rolled again mm-hmm. and it says one. Okay. Uh, so Wish Tankian uh, sort of like recoils and there's like a red splotch against her face, uh, but she keeps her feet. Uh, and and Matt, who's, guys, Matt's having a rough night just sort of like <laughs> all day. Uh, Matt gasps as this <laughs> arm of Arugula flicks his wheel. <laughs> Just, just a tip, though, because from what I understand, arm, sometimes that hurts worse. So this arm of magic arugula flicks his wiener, <laughs> <laughs> and he takes a point of damage. <laughs> um, all right, you guys get off. You guys get off stage. Gareth and- says and does nothing because he has no beef with these people. <laughs> <laughs> In your lane, I like it. Yeah, this is so like you bullied Matt. This is so <laughs> relentless. Like, wish Tanky deserves it, but like my man Matt is just—it's <laughs> like Jerry Gergich from Parks and Rec. Like, shit just keeps <laughs> happening to him. All right, uh, you guys get off stage, and Sourpuss jumps on, and they sound—they sound pretty good. Annoyingly, um, they have an artificer you guys don't recognize who wasn't in uh, Trollskull Tavern when the two of them rolled in. Clearly, m- maybe they like rented somebody or had somebody like as a third-party accessory. But irritatingly, they do sound pretty good. And your crowd that you guys worked really hard together actually does start like clapping for them a little bit. I start booing. Uh, do I sell the t-shirt cannon? <laughs> <laughs> no, Tess, I think your t-shirt cannon is a stage-only weapon. It would be OP to give you that shit just roaming around. Oh, what about her regular cannon? <laughs> now, okay, your your regular no, ship's cannon. Wouldn't take that cannon with her off the stage. I mean, I don't know Tess that well, but from what I've gathered, she's the sort that would, like, that cannon's hers now. <laughs> you know what's fun is I didn't know Tess had that cannon until she said she had it, and then I had to just go with it. I had to say yes and. So. <laughs> Improv, baby. So I didn't my, know I had it until I said it. So. My yes and is that shit stays on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say uh, while the the last half of this sort of like um, first round of the Battle of the Bards comes through, um, a form lurches out of the crowd towards you. Um and says, ah, yes, I have kept my promise, Mr. Gareth. I have your, your blade right here. I didn't let her go for one second. Uh, it's just like covered in his own blood. Gareth, you see Rainier Never Ember holding your knife by the blade, and there's like blood dripping through his fingers. And he's and he looks at it a little dismayed and says, ah, I appear to me have been made a bit of a beef, a bit of a whoopsie-daisy. Gareth, do you have a band-aid? Uh, you know what? Lots of bandage down in Trollskull Manor. Feels free anytime to come in and uh, have something to drink, have a book to read. As long as you pay for it. As long as you couldn't have said it better myself. This is not my business partner. <laughs> ah, um, wait. So uh, excuse me. Excuse me. One, one second. Uh, excuse me. You said the, the, the Trollskull Manor, yes. Yes. You said this place. Ah, yes. Mr. Gareth. He swings an arm around your uh, around your neck 
ostensibly companionably, uh, but Gareth, his his grip is pretty tight around your neck, and he whispers in your ear loud enough that the rest of you can hear it because this boy, this boy, fucking drunk as shit, hammered. Hang on. Uh, he says, uh, "Ah, so you would be neighbors with the person that stole my father's tavern, wouldn't you? Then, Gareth, yes, in your neighborhood, I bet you know this Dustin Frune. Tell me, what do you know? Of? What do you know of this man? Is he a piece of shit? Is he a human garbage disposal? Does he reek of piss? Downing. Who? You know what? He has never once given us a single cent. So as far as I'm concerned, he is a bastard <laughs> man from Garbage Town. That is exactly right. Now, this is the attitude that I knew I could expect from you, Gareth, whose name I do not, whose last name I do not know. But I this don't is have one. Ah, just Gareth, then yes, like Cher. I love it. So this is this yeah. is the point, right? This man, this dust, this dust, this this prune character. He he came from nowhere. Yeah, I, I, I've never heard of him before. And he bought my father's establishment. He paid for it in cash. Yes, whole cold hard coin. He's this this several several tens of thousands of gold tavern, and he just bought it, just took it, and I and then yes, I. Rainier never remember was of course served papers from the city of Waterdeep, letting me know that my status of as nobility was being threatened by this this man. Yes? No, of course not. Are we all there? Yes, okay. everybody, everybody is there. Everybody can get a hand on this ball. You can all talk oh, to I'm me. I'm gonna go ahead Rainier. and take my knife back, by the way. All right. Yeah, he hands it to you, Blade first. I take it by the handle. <laughs> he looks at you a little weirdly, but okay. <laughs> Like, how dare you do the sensible thing? <laughs> right. Well, aren't you going to hurt your hand if you hold it that way? Ah, yes, it's a, it would appear that I am bleeding. Uh, no, no he, like he said that to me when I take it by the handle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cerulean he, pulls out a Ninja Turtles Band-Aid and puts it on his hand. Uh, there is, hang on a second. Canonically, there has been one box of Ninja Turtles Band-Aids, and it's fucking bold of you to assume that you've got one of those bad boys kicking around your pockets. Okay. You don't think that Cerulean would have like a Mary Poppins purse of everything that she ever needs? You might have a Mary Poppins purse of everything, but you have regular at you know what? You have Rugrats band-aids in your purse. Okay. Okay. Also, I can't believe, like, in context, I know what you say, but that sentence is great. What you mean my character can't just have a bag full of anything she ever needs at any given time whenever it's convenient? No, just think like a mom and bag. Seen, like, Dora the so, like, I know what you mean, like a first aid kit and stuff like that, but like the way you phrased it was funny. <laughs> She has she has fantasy ibuprofen. She has fan, fantasy stuff for hangovers. She's got she fantasy has, Werther's originals rattling around the bottom of that thing. <laughs> this is fantasy she has condom. a fantasy gun in case your fantasy pen is too much to take. No, 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 no. That's my shtick, first of all. And I don't carry a purse, but if I did, you bet your ass it would have a... It's just geez, a revolver-sized purse. fantasy antidepressants that she doesn't have to fantasy pay <laughs> for because there's fantasy healthcare. Oh, must be nice. In our fantasy bar. <laughs> we, uh, we even, in, even, in, even in fantasy, you gotta pay water, you gotta pay a health insurance premium. <laughs> yeah, fantasy um, healthcare is also what we call regular health care in real life. It's true. <laughs> in the US, oh, it's fantasy. fake. Let's be honest. All right. Uh Rainier Never Ember, uh just because we got to move along a little bit, uh, looks at you all and says, "Like, ah, yes, it is. It is my friends from the sewers. How are you, Mister, uh, 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 Senor Person?" And he points to Arnold and says, "You look 
Tremendous. I've never seen a costume of such pageantry before. You should come and perform at one of my restaurants. I used to have seven. Now I have six because my life is fucking tremendous. Rainier never remember. Never misses a beat. Yes. Would you like a drink? So I say two two things. First of all, I love you. Uh, we met before. I don't know if you remember me. I kind of like take off my mask. I'm like, remember we we had eye eye contact situation on the. I was like, I saved your life from that exploding thing. Remember? Yes, of course. I was locked up in a closet. I remember this very well. Yes. So so, but then I'm like, hey. Uh, so you say you you have you know fewer restaurants now. Uh, what what's the restaurant like? What does Dustin own? Which restaurant is that? All of Garden. This person, uh, Rainier Nave Rubber, heaves a sigh to the point where, like, you hear bones in his back creak a little bit. <laughs> and he says, come closer. No, no, no. Excuse me, sir. Come quite close. I, like, put, gets, my, I put my lips on his cheek. Like, I just, he whispers yeah. into your ear. He doesn't flinch away from you. Into your mouth. He <laughs> says, he says, this is the greatest travesty that has ever befallen the house of Rainier Nave Rubber. Yes. This man has taken... My father's ex-father, that's right. I'm disowning him before he gets a chance to disown me this time. My Fair. ex-father's establishment, Ale Be Back. <laughs> Holy shit, what a name. <laughs> oh my back. God. Everyone renaming Trollskull. Uh, what's up, Diana? Um, above table, was it his father that... Was Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, the the um the embezzlement was it his father or was yes it, it was Diana fucking I A plus yes and fuck you for making fun of my memory earlier no that is exactly who it was uh Rainier Neverember's father Daigult Neverember was famously <laughs> ousted from uh being the open lord of Waterdeep for embezzling money um a half a million gold coins which is ostensibly somewhere under this city. The key to which you are all currently uh, looking for. I bet this guy has it. <laughs> Probably. Um, behind you, you hear a, a, a muffled applause. Um, and then the, the again, the ringing tones of this mediocre white man MC hopping back up on the mic. Um, you are all sort of like... You can just say white man. I don't know why you're... It's like... At this all white dudes are mediocre. Um, not me, but, I'm the best. Yikes! Uh, <laughs> you, uh, there's like he's like sort of like speaking in the background while you guys are talking to Rainier as he's like whispering sweet nothings in Arnold's ear. Um, <laughs> but your attention is drawn when he when you hear two familiar words come out of his mouth, which is these strident tones ringing saying the ghost mafia. Um, and you hear a not inconsequential amount of applause come from the crowd. Um, and there is a tug on Mel's show, uh, 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 sleeve. And uh, Mel, you look down to see Pantomima. Pantomima? Pantomima. Pantomima. Uh, Pantomima. Looking, looking up at you and saying like, you made it to the, you, you're one of the semifinalists. You got to get back on stage. You're, 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 in, the, you're in the top two. So what? <clears throat> I just, I don't know. I don't know. Who am I? Um, I assume we'd be close together. Yeah, yeah, you're all you're all in one zone. I would probably tell Cerulean. Be like, okay. hey, um, we made it because we rock. Um, we got to get back up there. Make sure Tess gets her T-shirt cannon. <laughs> 
We're going to threaten people into cheering for us. Let, let's do this. Um, so Cerulean looks at everybody. She goes, y'all, we got to go back on stage. Come on, go, 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 go. And she's like starting to get serious about it. She's like, this is her new life. She is a performer. Okay. The competitive edge of Cerulean comes <laughs> out. I fucking oh, love it. Yeah, no, she's like ready to apps. She just, Matt and um, what the frick is her name again? Wish Tankian. Wish Tankian. Piss her off just by existing. So she is just out to slaughter him. Um, as you guys are walking away, wait, um, wait, wait. My lips are still on this man. Like I'm I so am, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Literally, literally I'm I am not left this person. This guy. I'm so I'm kissing this man's cheek as I'm Arnold, speaking. Arnold, tell me, tell me I just, you're. I just like Arnold would just before he leaves be like, I have to go, but I promise I will get that restaurant back for you. We're gonna figure this out. Don't worry. And I just and I go back and I just like. I, I, okay. I, I make a, a lip to cheek promise with this man as I leave. I, I I create a side quest for myself that no one else is aware of. I fucking, the vibes of this are so immaculate. Uh, Rainier Neverember reaches behind him, Arnold, and pulls a glass at literally at random without looking and says, <laughs> I will drink to your honor until your four children are dust in the ground here's to you and he like swings this glass around and spills it all over you uh and it's empty and he still takes this swig. um <clears throat> so you are all headed to the stage arnold you re- you reek of um tess arnold rinks of uh cucumber mint and uh the smoky hints of mezcal why were you like arnold you fucking reek of <laughs> lavender because <laughs> he's got a lot of it going on um diana uh, did i miss you speak i'm so sorry i was just saying like tess smells everything i thought she was like a regular human uh, surely that means nothing and is inconsequential you guys roll up to the stage um you are going to a different stage than the first one you performed at because actually as you as you move through this crowd you see um uh workers in like black garb like meant to be unobtrusive start dismantling the other stages uh and combining them sort of like megatron style into two larger stages on opposite ends of the courtyard facing off against each other um and the uh mediocre white man mc who i'm gonna label just sort of like off the top off the dome his name is alex uh says what's going on everybody white bread he smells smells like like, he smells like wonder bread he smells like and, Wonder Bread that's sat on the counter. And fucking oh, smooth peanut butter. Jeff. He says, now this is very exciting. Folks, we've got our final two bands here. Step lively, step up. It's time for the Fade Day Battle of the Bards. Um, and there's a there's a, a joyous oh. applause coming from everybody. And you step up onto the stage. Uh, Pantomima. Uh, hands... Pantomima, thank you so much, um, hands you all the same mics. Uh, and I would love perception checks from everybody, please, except Tess. Yeah, so Tess, yeah. Tess does not have to roll this one. Tess doesn't have a mic. Does Ooh, Tess doesn't have a mic. Cannon? Tess only has I cannon. Am, I am on fire tonight. I would just like you to know. I just Let's go. 18. Let's see what that piece of perception. Perception. 21. 21. 21. I, have a 19. I hate you. Sorry, that was a knee-jerk reaction. What'd you get, Gareth? Oh, oh, I didn't roll yet. That was to the 21 joke. Oh, cool. Di- <laughs> Diana? Just bees. They're just bees all the way down. Okay, her. Oof. Gareth also sees bees. Yeah, Gareth oh, got a nine. Here's sees. Uh 21, and then Arnold, you got a 19. 
Cerulean, uh, you are all handed different mics than the first time you were up on stage. Um, larger, sort of better quality. However, the other thing, the other thing you notice as you're all walking up on stage is Pantomima attempts to hand Tess a different switchboard that Tess uh, walks right past and walks up with her with her original switchboard, the one that she had on the from the first set that you that guys is not. Yeah, no, that's that's um, not the one I smelled. Absolutely, exactly. So um, you guys walk up on stage, um, and the MC says, "In this corner." the original masterpieces of the ring, the, the, the brigands of the bards. It is the ghost mafia and the lanterns and the lights around this courtyard flare into sudden life uh, and then dim down um, as you guys take the boards and there is an appreciable uh, round of applause. And in the background here, yes, get it friends. Cheers for you. Cerulean makes a show out of bringing the lights like from the ground and like makes it into a performance brings her dancing lights and then at the first note she is going to have them flash out into the crowd just okay. like Bef before you get the opportunity to do that uh the the mc announces the uh other semi-finalist band and says and yes of course in this corner we've got the 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 puppeteers of punk, the masters of metal. We have, of course, returning quarterfinal champions, Sourpuss. And there is, unfortunately, an equally uh, fervent round of applause uh, from the opposite crowd as Wish Tankian and Matt step up onto their new larger stage um, and sort of ready their weapons. And the MC says, one song, five minutes. And then the champion will play their final their final tune. Uh, now, dear listener, uh, what's going on? This is Dungeon Master Alexander James. I did realize at the beginning of this episode that I said that there was an extra round of performance in the middle. There was a quarterfinal and then two going head to head. Um, I forgot. So we're here now. Welcome. <laughs> no, we right. did, we uh, did do that. It was, just, it was such a smoke show that it wasn't even worth showing. Exactly. It literally yeah. blew them out of the way. What does Tess do? Tess fills the t-shirt cannon with just like cocaine. Normal cannonballs. Uh, she just shoots drugs, drugs, the crowd. Drugs, um, drugs. Other, other drugs such as, I can't think of any other drugs. <laughs> That's the only cool. one. and uh, methamphetamine. Uh, so I'm just shooting people in the face with coke. Um, That's just why I started doing this. I'm so fucking pumped. Yeah, I put a bunch of meth in there, but it's basically uh, the consistency of like rock salt. So uh, yes, it exactly. really yeah, fucking yeah. hurts, actually. <laughs> it's like getting shot in the face with of blood diamonds. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't. I like to say I don't. I don't snort the cocaine, but I, I smell it. Right. <laughs> I, I, I don't yeah, snort it, it, it but good. I take a little whiff. If you know, it, it, smells, it smells fine. It smells yeah. like raw electricity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Like I'm raw dogging electricity. Yes, as opposed to cooked electricity. Fuck you. Uh, Arnold, tell me, tell me the vibes of the song that you um, were going to play. This one starts with drums right away. Like, it's just all... It's just playing free like a driving. Whereas the other one started with electric guitar. This one's starting with drums. It's building up in a way that people aren't ready for. Are there um, it's, it's still starting Are heavy, but it's still... People are just drums. getting hard. Oh, that's well, right. I'm making everyone hard is what's happening. I mean, I'm... 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, so, no, I got it. You, no follow-up needed. I got okay. where you're going. Yeah. Um, what is the, what, what is the, the drop into the song? Cause like, there's obviously the, the, the percussive buildup, but like, is it a guitar? Is it a synth? Is it a vocal? I'm going to go synth this time. Uh, okay. this one, it's going synth this time. Yeah. All right. It's, it's going, it's like heavy drums with like, it's like getting crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's second song. It's not our best song, but it's, it's, Definitely okay. better than the the piss that we're up against. Uh, you, the piss. Uh, you so you Sour hear piss. Sour piss. Uh, you hear this percussive beat start from the floorboards beneath your feet, and for a second, it almost sounds like somebody is hammering on the stage itself uh, until these drums like build and build and resonate until they're like echoing off the courtyard walls and down through the trees. Um, and then there's this like sweet synth, like stinger that starts slowly and builds up. Uh, and then you drop into like the choral, the chorus and the, the, the instrumentation of this song. Um, across the way, you see Sourpuss fucking like hammering on this lute that Matt is holding and Wish Tankian is like already like singing her brains out. Um, and the two of you play your song sort of like against each other and the crowds are going apeshit. Um, holy fuck. Yeah, the crowds are losing their fucking minds. Um, your half of the courtyard is like pulsing with these, with the drum beats and is like cheering cerulean. Your, your uh, dancing lights like flicker up and are sort of like pulsing with these synth beats and, and like... Yes. Um, you see all of like a sea of like enraptured faces uh, in black and white and black and white um, as staring up at you. And Gareth is shaking more ass. Gareth, you're shaking that one butt cheek like you've never had a second one. <laughs> to clarify, I do have a second one. No, no, no. Canonically, canonically, right. Gareth has one butt cheek. Are you robbing me of a butt cheek? <laughs> I don't have a butt crack. It's just you it's a smooth. Solid. It's a smooth orb, hip to hip. <laughs> Give it back. Episode title: Are you robbing me of a butt cheek? Um, Give it back. No, absolutely not. Mel, the crackless man. <laughs> Mel, you. None of us are crackless. If you're coming for the prison, shooting all that crack at everyone. It's all. There's all. I forgot. Amidst the drums, amidst the synth stinger and the, sure. and the huge crushing light, there are clouds of like white smoke as like Tess <laughs> slams this t-shirt cannon full of Coke baggies and like bursts oh, wow. it across the stage. Um, Which Cerulean then spreads her lights out into lasers, so it's like a full laser show. Oh, hell yeah. Your special effects are blowing the shit out of Sourpuss. You see their crowd start to turn and slowly <laughs> drift towards you. Um, okay. Mel, I would love a perception check from you, please. I just saw bees last time, bestie. I understand this. I'm I'm skin you. more bees. Wow. Oh, I found I it. bees. What'd you get? Me an 11. All right. It's not great, um, but you do notice uh, the color of the lanterns hanging on these string lights above the courtyard uh, change color. 
and turn into uh, pink and green and blue. Uh, the color of which is eerily similar to the uh, shade of fairy fire around uh, Wishtankian and Matt's hair, and the exact same shade of uh, green that Lady uh, Yalagral Hunt spat out of one hand. See, I just feel like this shit is rigged, which I said or before when you said mm-hmm. that. Same. Yeah, but then again, we are actually just like throwing cocaine into the audience. <laughs> and then I feel like maybe Mel wouldn't notice more if she wasn't totally like coked up. And... Uh, you know what you do notice, uh, Mel and Diana? Um, you notice Joshua Patrick push up against the bound of his leash and like lunge towards the edge of the stage, um, sniff, sniffing up a mean storm. And we're going to ignore the fact oh. that there's coke floating everywhere. I'm not. Listen, oh, listen, no. listen, listen. We are not. JPZ is not getting into it. Coke. We're not coking up a harmless animal. Coke dog. Joshua Patrick smells something that is not fantasy cocaine. Coke dog. Would Cerulean have noticed that? Like Joshua Patrick? I don't think so, Cerulean, because you are so competitive. I do truly think you and Arnold specifically are like driving this song. And like, I think Cerulean notices the crowd start to pull towards you. And it only like it only feeds that like internal competition. And you start to like Phoenix from the ashes, like glorify your victory a little bit. I feel um, like the more into it she gets, like the brighter the lights would get just because she's yes. like in it. Absolutely. Uh, Tess, the air of sparkling electricity smells vivid, almost like raw ozone. Bestie, um, you see Joshua Patrick start snarling at the crowd specifically. Um, and as he pulls against this leash, you see a shadow dart between two people sort of like at the front of the stage. Um, Fuck. Uh, And you notice what appears to be a small human child caper between uh, two of the adults, two well-dressed like noble figures um, wearing a, like a, like a nice kitty tux, um, both nipples tastefully enclosed in, in cloth because they are minors. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, dart out and then immediately back into the crowd. The kid does that. The kid does that. Uh, Tess is alarmed because she's like, isn't this an 18 plus event? Um, sorry, 21 plus? I don't know. Uh, Damn it. Gareth leaves. Uh, <laughs> Every Everybody here is a fantasy adult. Uh, Diana, or uh, what does Mel do seeing Joshua Patrick act this way? Tess, I'll, I'll get right back in one second. Mel's priority is and will always be Joshua Patrick. So even mm-hmm. though everyone's like with the show and whatnot, like Mel, at the end of the day, like it's fine, but you know, JP. Um, so I would um, probably be, I would, I would, Kind of step away from the show a little bit um just like to the side mm-hmm. to be like you know what are you maybe i would get like down to his level since he's a puppy and he's still wee and a little, and maybe, a little guy no so cute a little guy and be like um you know what is it what do you see what do you say you know like how no people normally talk to 
dogs when they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you have to you have to raise your voice to be heard over the the sort of like drums and guitar and synth that is that is playing. Getting down to his level, you see more of these small shadowy figures dart into the crowd. Um, and I will say it's it's a shocking number because you guys have been here for at least like an hour and a half by this point. You haven't you haven't noticed any kids you've been interacting with adults. So like it seems like a startling thing that has just <laughs> happened. Um, I sorry, are you done? No, I've got one more thing. Sorry. Well, well noticed. I did pause for too long. Um, another thing you notice, Mel, is the the masks that all of these nobles have been wearing are starting to sort of like ripple in front of your eyes. Uh, there are people who have been wearing masks of like, because this is the Fey Day celebration. So everybody's been wearing masks to look like Fey, like uh, like tree bark and bits of moss and tree limbs have have all been like the the decor of the evening. Um, but as you're looking at it, Mel, these tree limbs start to expand away from these masks around their eyes and sort of like encroach around their head. Uh, the moss starts to bleed down almost like tears and move down their face. And this has and nothing to do with the psychoactive drugs we just blew into the air. I'm going to say concerned that there was LSD in there. Let's say no, that no, no, Tess would never point. intentionally poison you. This is good. Point. This is good cocaine only. Um, well, we're having a good, like trip. a family show. Yeah. This is a family show full of good cocaine. Well, he did okay. Oh, Remember, kids, if you're going to do cocaine, make sure it's good stuff. Um, Tess, you slide a button on your on your switchboard, and all of you feel the drums reverberates so strongly in the floorboards beneath your feet that for a second, Arnold, I think, no, Garrett, sorry. Um, I think you are momentarily worried that the boards are going to break. Like the stage is barely holding back the, 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 the strength and the suavecitoness of your uh, music, but the crowd, but the crowd is fucking going apeshit and they are out cheering and screaming oh, yeah. and people are pointing and saying like, that's the ghost mafia. Uh, and they are like living for what you are doing. Uh, Mel, you see a shadowy figure dart out of the crowd and make eye contact with Joshua Patrick um, and smile. It's not in a threatening way. They sort of like grin wide. Um, and you see four elongated canines in a child's mouth uh, and a pair of dazzling blue eyes that are twice the size of a normal human's. Nah. And then they turn and slam back into the crowd, bowling over two of the regular adults who are already starting to twitch and spasm a little bit like their muscles are starting to roll out of their control. Arnold, at the next slam of guitar, you're already lost in this song. You are singing for the glory of the crowd and, and the, the, the story that you're telling with your words. At the next strum of your guitar, you feel it explode from your fingertips almost like the spells that you've been casting with your pipes or the or the or the magic that you've pointed at other people and you feel a it's almost like a ripping sensation in I front fart. of the I stage fart. you fart so fucking hard you <laughs> blow That's the exactly seat of your pants stop farting right out the situation and it was happening 
Bro farted uh, so hard that he gained airtime a little bit. He <laughs> <laughs> shot him a little bit forward. Uh, um, okay, okay. A little so bit forward. Because you, you, when you fart in space, it does push you forward. Um, true. You hear it's this same if you ejaculate in space. It goes. It pushes you backwards. It's it back. pushes you backwards. That's how, you, that's how astronauts move in space. If yeah. that's how, if I if I was in space and I was dying and there was that was my last hope, you'd fart or not. <laughs> Every time I've been in space, I've ejaculated and it has moved me to the other side of, of space. Uh, Arnold, you hear this <laughs> ripping sensation, um, and your faces are bathed in a dazzling green and blue light as the air in front of the stage tears open. Oh no. And you are, to the Feywild? you are looking at a forest glen with pine trees and long grass and fireflies dancing in, <clears throat> in the air. God, a fucking banger. Um, can I examine in any way to see if this is some kind of spell that's been done to us or if it's something? <laughs> yeah, give me, an, give me an arcana check, Arnold. Let's see. I did not roll very well, but let me see. <laughs> I love that. I got sixteen total. Okay, uh, okay, sixteen. Arnold, you have never, you have never no once idea. in your fucking life seen this shit. All right. So essentially, Arnold's just like, "This is the best song I've ever played, and it's it's second to last. How am I going to top this?" I start getting nervous. I was like, yeah, "I can't do better." This is the this. last one, right? Oh, it's the last uh, one. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I remember Alex did a little. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So I'm basically, yeah. So I'm basically just like, this makes sense. This is exactly what I wanted for our last song. Okay. I shredded, I shredded so hard that the fabric of the universe. Yeah. Has uh, um, I'm sorry. Tess, oh, sorry. Tess, did I miss something? No, no, sorry. You can go first. All right, Cerulean. I assume at this point, Cerulean would notice a rip in the fabric of the universe. Correct. Yes, everybody notices the rip in the fabric of the universe. Do I recognize Garrett, it? Garrett's pretty dumb. Uh, no, I mean you. I mean it's pretty obviously like a a spell is being cast, but you would not recognize like the origin. Like this is not something on your pay grade. No, I mean like, do I? Can I identify what types of trees they are, or are they like, like what's on I've the other read? side of the tear? Like, yeah, have I read oh. about like them maybe in a history book about the Feywild or like? I mean, they, I they look the like they look like big old trees and the grass is lush. And um, Tess, it does smell like uh, fresh, grass. fresh, freshly picked apples and uh, cider on a hot summer's day. Mm. I um, Tess yeah. actually goes up to Cerulean and just like wraps her arm around her waist. Just a little bit touchy feely. Um, Tess grabs the microphone because Cerulean has a microphone, yeah? Yep. And it was like, thank you very much from uh, DJ Miss Tickles. Um, my last name's Tickles. Um, Miss Tickles, that's Tess, hard. You're one way, stop. What, what's that? Just oh, that. Are we saying like- My last name's Tickles, yeah. Miss is your character's name Testicles? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, Miss Tickles. <laughs> Has- I thought about this for a very long time, Alice, what my name would be. <laughs> I can tell she played the long con. Alex did not put this together until this very moment. What a beauty. I'm so happy to be a part of this moment. Alex is dying a little bit. 
Oh man. Okay. Oh yeah. D- DJ Mystical. <laughs> uh, DJ Mystical. I'm like, thank you for tuning in. I grab um swirling around the waist and I actually jump into this fabric of the universe with Cerulean, bringing her with me. And I land on the other side, we roll a little bit, we made on the other side, we are on the other side of the fabric of the universe. Can I can I reflexively throw my knife at them? Or not like at them, but into the tear. Um give me uh give me a basic dexterity saving throw, I think, Gareth, this would be. Uh okay. Into the testicles. Don't god damn you. Yeah. Okay, well that's on the ground now. Uh second D20. Go. Uh 18. Hell yeah, plus three is 21. Oof. All right, yeah. Um you all hear screams just start to erupt from the crowd as somebody somebody mel looks down and notices these these wee humanoid figures scampering about um somebody screams and tess and cerulean jump into this portal and gareth's knife whistles through the air as it follows them and then with another ripping sound that almost echoes the final chord of Arnold's guitar. The whole seals shut and Tess and Cerulean are gone. Bestie.